Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I hope you're having a great day today. Today's an advice from a CEO episode, and the main topic actually came um, as a question from a friend of mine, but because it's such an important topic, I decided to make it the primary topic of this show today rather than putting it in the question of the week. And this question is framed around the idea of what happens when you're bored at work, when you don't feel challenged by your work, you don't feel challenged by your manager, or you don't feel invested in. And his question and comment came in response to my episode on what to do when you're feeling burnt out. And he said, I think I work with a lot of people who aren't burnt out, they're bored. And in fact, sometimes I get bored too, and I don't feel like I'm challenged and it is frustrating. So I get that. And I thought it was a really great topic. So we're going to talk about that today. So to start off, I'd like to share a surprising statistic. So Udemy did a study a couple of years ago, and 43% of respondents reported experiencing boredom at work. And this is an eye-opening statistic because it means that people are not feeling like they have the opportunity to give their very best work. They're not challenged enough. And we're not tapping into that potential that they have to do really great work, take on more, and make sure that their work is aligned with their passions, their goals, and their talents as leaders. So there's a huge opportunity to make sure that as leaders, we are working with our employees to understand, do they feel challenged? And if not, how we can help them. I also want to talk today a little bit about what you can do if you're bored at work. If you are feeling underutilized and maybe not challenged, some things that you can do to help yourself. So let's start off with that. What if you are an undaunted but bored employee? What do you do? So First, I would suggest a little self-reflection. You know, I'm big on self-awareness and self-reflection, but it's paramount for you to understand what's going on. Why do you experience this lack of engagement? Are you not being stretched enough in your role? Do you not have enough work to do? Are you looking for a specific type of challenge? Is your work not aligned with your interests? Or is it a combination of all of those things? Because when you go to your boss, your manager, your leader, and say, I would like to take on more challenging work, you need to understand exactly what you want so that you can ask for it. It's going to be so much more effective when you can say, I am looking for X, Y, Z for my work, and here are some ideas. What do you think where you can partner with your boss? If you just go in and say, I'm bored, and you don't really understand why, that's probably not going to be as effective of a conversation as you might like. So understand where your boredom is coming from, where that lack of challenge is coming from, so that you can have some ideas to pitch to your boss when you go talk about it. So the first thing I want you to consider is taking matters into your own hands. Are you a continuous learner? You never have to stop learning. You can always find ways to broaden your knowledge beyond the boundaries of your job description, and that's really important. In fact, studies show that people who invest in themselves through continuous learning and participate in activities that stretch their knowledge, feel more confident and self-assured at work. And that's really important. And you can do that without having to have permission from your boss, without it being assigned to you. You can always pursue additional learning. So commit to continuous learning. Bring a fresh perspective to your role. Find different ways to quell that boredom monster. I'm a huge fan of reading and taking online courses to be able to stretch your thinking and figure out ways to be able to do your job better. So 
It's very empowering when you say, you know, I can do this myself, even though, of course, you want your leader, your manager to understand that you're looking for more challenge and help you achieve that. But you always are going to put yourself in a better position when you take that on yourself. When you say, I'm going to enroll in this webinar, I'm going to take an online course, I'm going to take this workshop, I'm going to read these books, I'm going to get a mentor and do that in a way that helps you get better in your current role or that aligns with your interests so that you can grow and continuously be better or you can grow and continuously improve yourself. So that's my first piece of advice is because it always can start with you. The second thing is to seek out a mentor. I think it's really important to have strong relationships with people who are seasoned veterans or like-minded peers um, in your industry or in your roles. They can provide valuable guidance. They can give you constructive feedback. They can open doors to new opportunities that challenge you. So consider who you are surrounding yourself with. If you want to grow and learn and take on new roles, then talk to people who are doing the things that you want to do so that you can gain that experience so that you can learn from them. And you might be able to say, hey, I would really like to do what you do. Do you know of a project that I could potentially take on within the company or how would I go about proposing this to my boss? And they can give you ideas. Mentorship is huge. It's been a huge part of my growth and development. I have a great mentor and he is always very candid and gives me straight up advice. And sometimes it's hard to hear, but it stretches me. And when I think of things in new ways and I have that person to bounce ideas off of, it can really keep me motivated to continuously improve in my role even when I get bored, because yes, even as a CEO, you get bored. Sometimes you're like, oh, you know, even with all the problems that are going on in a company and all the, the challenges that you get to solve, sometimes boredom can set in. So having that person who can kind of hold you accountable to, to keep improving yourself, to have the conversations with your boss, it's a really important aspect. The next thing that you can do is innovate in your role. You don't have to settle for status quo you can always improve. So maybe you can think about the processes in your workflow. Is there something that you can streamline? Is there something that you can put your focus on that would make a significant improvement? Or could you learn a new technology like ChatGPT? Oh my gosh, I've been having so much fun playing with ChatGPT and teaching it how to write like me and teaching it how to think like me. And it has sparked all new kinds of ideas on ways that I can do my job better. You can use cutting edge technology like this to increase your productivity, to stimulate your creativity, and maybe come up with different ideas with ways that your job can be more engaging. And when you spearhead changes like this within your role, you can infuse excitement and a sense of purpose without having to go talk to your boss. And the final thing is go talk to your boss. You have to advocate for yourself. If you are not feeling challenged at work, go ask for another project. Say, I would really like to stretch myself and I am not feeling like I am doing my best work because I'm doing the same thing that I've always done or whatever the reason is because you've done that self-reflection exercise prior to go talking to him or her. But go ask, go in with a plan and say, I'd like to feel more challenged. I would like to grow my career. And here are some ideas that I have of 
projects I could take on or things that I could do that would stretch my skill set, that would stretch my thinking, and that would help increase my engagement in what I'm doing. If you do not advocate for yourself, you are going to be stuck. What you think becomes your reality. What you say becomes your reality. And if you feel stuck and you don't say anything and you don't do anything different, then guess what? You're going to be stuck. So if you are feeling unchallenged at work and you're feeling bored, go have that conversation with your boss. Invest in yourself. (laughs) Take seminars, take webinars, get a mentor, do that self-reflection. Nobody is in charge of your career but you. And yes, you do have to talk to your boss to get a promotion. And people have to see that you have the capacity and the capabilities to take on new challenges. But if you don't show up every day and you don't do that work and you don't invest in yourself, then you are going to always be in that stuck place. So if I can leave you with anything, it's advocate for yourself, invest in yourself, get a mentor, teach yourself new things, become more valuable to your organization and you'll break through that boredom battle. And finally, if you have a boss who isn't invested in investing in you or who a company who doesn't have a growth trajectory or new ways for you to be able to challenge yourself, then you have to really think about what do I want? <laughs> is this the right place for me? I don't always like to say this, but the reality is that sometimes an organization is just not the right fit. And if you are not feeling challenged in your role and it's not aligned with your talents and your goals and you don't feel like the company is going to invest in you to help you get to where you want to go, don't be afraid to explore other opportunities. It's okay to say, I did what I came here to do and now I'm ready for this next challenge. But don't leave a job. Don't start searching for something different without trying those things first because You never know what you're going to learn and what doors you're going to open when you do invest in yourself and when you do advocate for yourself. Okay, so next, what do you do if you're a leader, right? You're an empathetic leader, not an apathetic leader, because if you're listening to this podcast, you are not an apathetic leader. And you have an employee who is feeling unchallenged, maybe underinvested in, and like they are maybe bored at work. So first and foremost, even though that employee is responsible for their own career, You are responsible for helping them unleash their potential. You are responsible for helping them do their very best work. And when you do that, you will have more engaged employees who want to take on new challenges and who want to grow, which will help you grow as a leader. So never forget that you're responsible for shaping that dynamic and engaging workplace as a leader. So here are some things that you can do to make sure that you do not create a culture, a team culture, a company culture of boredom and apathy and maybe lack of motivation because people feel like they're not being invested in. So the first thing is to foster a culture of learning. You can hand the reins over to your employees to help them go after their professional and personal goals. Your job is to help them develop and grow and learn new things. And you can't do that if you do not create those learning opportunities. And so consider the things that you can do, right? You can send them to training. You can do more internal training. You can pay for online courses. You can pay for them to read books. You can mentor them. You can get them a mentor. You can get them a coach. There are so many different ways to be able to invest in your employees 
and really foster that sense of continuous development, continuous improvement, continuous learning. But if you don't say it's really important that you are growing in the way that you want to grow and I support you, then you're going to probably have employees who are feeling bored at work and like they're not challenged because you're not paying attention to their development. So foster that culture of learning. Encourage people to learn new things. I make my team read a couple of books a year and then we go through and we study them and we talk about how we're going to incorporate um, ideas and, and inspirations that we've learned from these books. Um, we attend webinars. I send webinars to my team that might be interesting for them to take on their own or that they can do as teams. Um, we send people to various types of training, um, whether it's in software or learning a specific new skill. We have a coach who comes in and works with our employees to help them on their personal and professional development. There are things that you can do that really foster that feeling of, yeah, this company's interested in me and I'm going to be interested in learning more. The next thing that you need to do is to promote open communication. You have to make sure that it's a safe place for employees to come and say, hey, I'm not challenged here. I want to do more things. I'm bored. <laughs> and that is a scary thing for employees to come and say, right? I just gave the advice to that employee who might be feeling bored is to go advocate for themselves. Well, they are not going to advocate for themselves if you do not promote a culture of that open communication where it is safe for them to come in and say those things. So have regular check-ins with your teams and your employees. I say if you're not meeting with your employees individually weekly, if that's impossible, then at least bi-weekly, then there's no way that you're building a relationship with them where they can speak up and say, hey, I'm bored. I'm not challenged at work. I know several companies, big, huge companies where leaders, managers maybe meet with their employees once a month. What that message is saying is, I don't have time for you. I am not interested in your development. And there is no way that an employee who works for a person who spends that little time engaging with them is going to say, I need more challenge at work. At least it's going to be very rare. You've got to have a pulse on what's going on with your team. You have to understand your individual team members' hopes, dreams, fears, goals, desires, so that you can help them grow and develop into that human being that they want to be. And if you do that, it will make work more rewarding for them and quite honestly for you too. So promote open communication, develop those relationships, create a safe space for someone to say, I'm not feeling challenged. In fact, ask that question. Are you feeling challenged in the work that you're doing? Is the work that you're doing meaningful to you? Is it tied to what you want to do in your life? If not, let's start figuring out different ways that we can add something or take some things off so that it feels like it's in alignment with your goals and your talents so that you can show up as your very best self at work. And then finally, empower your employees. You need to give your employees the authority to make decisions. You need to give them flexibility to be able to shape their roles. When people have autonomy, they are so much less likely to be disengaged at work. They're going to not be bored because they feel like, yeah, I can do that. Yes, I can do it. Just do it. Like <laughs> we should all just adopt Nike's just do it a little bit more 
and say, yeah, just do it. You have control over your role. Here's the outcome that I want you to achieve, but you figure out the best way to do that. And it pays. A recent report by Gallup said that businesses who empower their employees witness a 21% increase in profitability. By letting your employees steer their career paths, you increase their engagement and you instill that sense of ownership. I love that, the ownership mindset that can lead them to that enhanced performance and productivity and where they feel like they have control over their career. And so if they do, then they're not going to get bored because ideally they're doing research on ways to do their role better and they're taking courses and classes and they're trying new things or getting outside of their comfort zone because they understand that my career is my responsibility and my manager, my leader supports me in developing myself. So the solution to workplace boredom is elusive. It is not an easy thing to fix because there's so many reasons why that might be going on. But I will say that it hinges on the dual effort of employees advocating for themselves and leaders embracing a more empathetic and empowering leadership style. Your goal as a leader should be to transform that monotonous work into something that inspires more dynamic engagement within your employees so that they look forward to going to work every day. And if you don't know if an employee is not challenged, that's my best piece of advice. Okay, on to my question of the week. So this question comes from a friend of mine who is experiencing conflict at work with a coworker. And she said, KP, how do you recommend I resolve a conflict with my colleague? It's very frustrating. I don't feel like he's hearing what I'm saying and it's causing all kinds of issues. Addressing conflict in the workplace, it's such a common thing. There's always going to be conflict in the work workplace. And in fact, conflict can be healthy as long as people don't make it personal and as long as people are really hearing what the other person is saying. Oftentimes, people want to say that's not true and they want to discount the feedback or discount the idea because they want to be right. And that is the fastest way to get more conflict in the workplace. So always remember that the healthiest workplace is going to be made up of people who have diverse thoughts, who have contrasting viewpoints and who have shared responsibilities. And that can stir up discord. But you don't have to let this compromise team spirit, productivity, and collaboration. In fact, you could turn these into opportunities for strengthening those relationships, cultivating a shared understanding, and sparking creative problem solving. But you've got to get out of your own way before you can do that. Start with active listening and seeking to understand. Oftentimes, we go into conflict wanting to be right, and that's never going to help us resolve the conflict that we're looking for. Ask a lot of questions about the person's idea or viewpoint and do it from a place of truly trying to understand where they're coming from, not from a place of I'm trying to build up my argument so that I can win. When you active listen, you'll be able to connect more with what the person is saying. In fact, Harvard Business Review suggests that effective listening can enhance your performance by 40%. It is an essential tool in conflict resolution. So seek to understand, ask questions, and listen. The next thing is to look for ways to compromise, ways to be able to build consensus and maybe foster some harmony. You can do this by saying, Here's what we agree on. We agree on X, Y, and Z. 
we don't agree on these few things. So can we agree that this is the, 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 the crux of the problem and work that out first? Okay, now here are the different paths that we can take. How can we find one that works for both of us? You want to go this way. I want to go this way. If we do this, if we do this, can we find a path forward? I think that most people in the workplace are willing to compromise, but it starts with feeling like they've been heard first and foremost. When you act to listen and you understand really what that person is saying, it makes it way easier for you to brainstorm ways to compromise because you understand maybe a little bit more about what that person's motive is or goals are in the conversation. So look for a way to compromise in the, in the conflict. And you do that with active listening and then you do it with speaking your truth and being candid and saying, okay, yeah, we agree on this. Here's what I would like. Here's what you would like. How do we figure out this solution so that we can move forward together and in a positive way? That's how you can really build a relationship and solve problems and be super creative in conflict. But you've got to get out of your own way. You've got to hear what each other are saying and you've got to be willing to compromise. And then finally, if you cannot do it on your own, which I always highly recommend any employees go do this on their own, bring in a mediator, have someone come in and help you talk through it. If you guys are both just butting heads and neither one of you are looking for ways to listen or to compromise, seek mediation, get someone from HR, get your manager, get a leader in there, an impartial third party to come in and help you talk through the potential conflict. The balanced perspective can help steer the conversation towards a fair resolution, towards something that you both can compromise on if you can't get there yourself. All right. And finally, I'll leave you with this. Research from the American Management Association suggests that collaborative conflict resolution can strengthen employee relationships. So don't be afraid of conflict. Don't look at conflict as solely a negative thing. Yes, it can be frustrating when you're butting heads with a coworker, but if you Open your heart and your mind to it and you go into it saying, I want to resolve this in a way that helps me understand my coworker better, that helps my coworker understand me better, and that solves the problem that we're in conflict about. You are going to build a relationship. You are taking responsibility of problem solving, you know, not only your own problems and your own conflict, but the problem solving that the company needs you to embrace, to be able to lean into. So don't be afraid of conflict. Look at it as a way to grow, as a way to learn, as a way to strengthen relationships, as a way to challenge your own thinking. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. And if you need help, ask for help. Okay? Conflict at work is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be destructive. It's only destructive if you decide to go into it that way. So be empathetic, stay in dialogue, talk it out, Look for ways to compromise. Look for ways to be able to get to a collaborative consensus building state. Get mediation from a balanced, fair third party if needed. And you can turn that disagreement into harmony and you can have smoother conversations as you embrace this way to, you know, talk through your issues. So that's my advice. I hope that helps. It's not easy to do. You'll get better at it the more you practice it. But seek to understand, best piece of advice I always give people, when you understand other people, you can be more empathetic. You can look for ways to collaborate, to get to consensus building, and you can find ways to compromise. Okay, with that, I will leave you for this episode of Reflect Forward. I look forward to hosting you next week. 
If you like this podcast, please write a review, rate it, subscribe to it, share it with a friend. It helps with all the algorithms. And my new book is getting ready to come out. It'll be out in October, October 17th is the launch date. And if you are interested in pre-ordering it, I would love that support. I'm going for a goal of Wall Street Journal bestsellers list. So pre-orders are really, really important. And I would appreciate your help um, in that. You can go to Barnes & Noble or to Amazon and type in the ownership mindset, Carrie Siggins, and it will show up for your pre-order. So thank you so much. I appreciate your support. I hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you next week.